how are y'all doing? Welcome to the College for the Culture podcast. So this is halftime of season one. This is the mid-season finale because the holidays are coming up and finals are coming up. So we're going to take a little break after this episode. But before I close things out for a little while, I just wanted to have a chat with you guys like this is a very chill episode there's no melanated guests here talking about a serious topic this is just me just wanting to i just have a few things on my mind a lot of things happened this semester this year that have affected us as young people especially if you're a person of color i mean this year was not easy but we're making it through we're we're striving we're trying to thrive you know but yeah, I just wanted to discuss a few things on my mind. So yes, let's get this started. So the first thing I wanted to like talk about is just online school, like how online school is. Because I really thought that when things first closed out in March and we're going to be online, I was like, this is going to be a piece of cake, you know, like... You could just have your notes with you and like pass all your classes and like you could just roll out of bed and like turn on your Zoom camera and everything's going to be okay. But it's so it's so draining. Like I, I know some people that do enjoy it and especially if you commute to school, like it's definitely like like a breath of fresh air when you just wake up five minutes before class and turn on like your lecture and you could just sit in your bed but for me like oh honey I don't I really I'm not a fan I don't like online school I have like I'm staring at my computer screen all day and zoom fatigue is real okay after a while you get so tired you don't want to do anything but then you have to do homework you have to look at essays and that requires looking at your computer too so you really have to like instill breaks in that and it could be really difficult i mean at least it was for me and like developing a routine um so that everything could be in order and sometimes there's just technical difficulties and that's annoying and breakout rooms exist i don't even know why they exist like i need to talk to the zoom ceo and tell him or her like why did you invent this because it's so annoying like I know I've been in a few good breakout rooms where like we actually have really good discussions about what we're talking about in class but 90% of the breakout rooms I've been in are trash because nobody wants to talk even though we're supposed to be doing work people just all of a sudden just walk out of their walk out of class all of a sudden don't want to talk about anything and even when some people do want to talk about something it's so awkward like it's just like we might as well just not have been in this breakout room because nobody knows nobody wants to do anything or nobody knows like how to start an engaging conversation and and i i mean i kind of understand that because it's like talking through zoom is actually very nerve-wracking sometimes like I don't know like I kind of start shaking like even after I finish talking because it's kind of like I don't know it's like you're speaking in front of a crowd even though you're not 
I don't know how to describe it, but it's not very it's not very easy talking in Zoom than in person, in my opinion. Uh yeah. Online school is not it. Zero out of ten won't rec do not recommend. It's too draining, too confusing, and breakout rooms exist. But that's the reality we live in. I'm gonna have online school even next semester too so there is that and I also think that this pandemic is really showing professors true colors like there are many professors that I've encountered that just do not care about the well-being of their students like they care more about cheating or like quality of work or something than the mental health of their students like there are students that will literally are saying like oh I'm having a hard time in this class or like sorry like I've had technical difficulties or I literally could not access class or something and these there's many professors that do not care like they don't give a damn they're like well we've been in this situation for like eight months now you should have everything figured out what are you all right? Like, are you okay? Because that doesn't even make sense. We're in a pandemic. You think that even like months in advance, the issues are just going to stop because we're aware of the pandemic? No. Like, why can't some of these professors just be understanding? Like, your paycheck is not going to increase by you being difficult. It's not. It's really not. And I don't understand... Why are these professors out here? Like, I even have one professor who is just so unorganized. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He's just so unorganized and he expects everything to be done in advance. And if even if you submit something like the night before, then it's, a, it's an issue. Like, something's wrong. And it's like, hello, people have other classes and you being difficult is not making things easier you demanding your work to be done like two weeks in advance who do you think you are like you're not special you're not like you wouldn't even have a job if it wasn't for the students here so how about you relax you know like some professors just need to get their act together like oh you're the adult in this situation you should be making sure your syllabus is on point, that everything is organized, and that you're understanding if students have, are having a hard time because everyone's having a hard time. And I know that professors are going to make mistakes. Professors are, you know, going to stumble, going to fumble things, and that's okay because they're human beings. But some of these professors they just do that on a weekly basis and i'm like at some point you need to take responsibility you need to take responsibility for your own actions and for those professors that are making life 10 times harder giving people like twice as much work as they would have given if it was in person there's a special place in hell for you because how on earth are you going to be giving people twice as much work online just because we're on just because we're not in person because you think that oh they're at home you know it's zoom university they're at home so they'll have plenty of time to do the work 
um, the 20,000 pages of work I'm giving them and the 2,000 word essays that I'm assigning them, they'll have plenty of time to do it because they're home and they don't have anything they're doing. So it's going to be fine. What? No, absolutely not. We Students have lives. I don't know why professors don't think students have a life. Like, so many people, I don't, like, so many students right now, like, are taking up so much responsibility now because of this pandemic. Like, becoming, they have to be the mother in the house, the father in the house. You have to help your parents. You have to help your siblings. You have to do other, your other classes. You have to work. Some people work and have to go to their jobs and pay for their school. So you have mental health issues that they need to work out and are still trying to do well in school and you as a phd holder mr mrs doctor have the audacity to assign two times more work than in person like i i I don't i don't get it like some of these professors yeah, they really care more about deadlines and cheating and work than the well-being of their students. I'm telling you, it's it baffles me. And I don't see this changing for some of these professors because some of them could be very stubborn and don't care. I just pray God helps them. That's it. But, you know, shout out to the professors out there who um actually care about their students and are making life easier for them because I know that we really need that right now. Okay, so let's talk about this pandemic. I know that the government and like people in power have a very big part to play in helping make this pandemic go away and for people to be safe and secure. That's definitely true. Like people are getting evicted from their houses and apartments left and right. People are lining up in food banks. People are losing their jobs. Yes, that's all very true. And I do think like from federal all the way to local has a really big responsibility and making sure that everyone's okay and it's really frustrating that they're not doing their part it's very frustrating but I'm this is a young people podcast so I'm going to talk about what some young people are just not doing right this if this pandemic one thing that I it's showing people is that public health is a group effort it's not going to take one person social distancing or even 10 people or even 20 people It's going to take millions of people. And it's so frustrating to see, like, young, you know, college students, even high school students, like some of them just partying, going out clubbing, vacationing. Like, why? Why are you doing this? Do you not want corona to go away? Like, I don't want to hear that, oh, I'm just tired of this and, you know, I'm just going to wear a mask. It's going to be okay. Don't you think everyone else is tired? And don't you think everyone else, like, wants to go out and have a vacation or wants to see their family or wants to travel? Yes. But 
we can't do that right now. And it's not only like your, it's just, this is why it's not making sense. Like, do you, you really want to risk getting Corona just so you could lay on a beach in Hawaii? You want to risk getting a deadly virus so that you could go to Bali? You want to risk getting a deadly virus so that you can go to Disney World? Really? For Disney World? You're risking getting a deadly virus for that. And it's not only that you're going to like get sick, but like you'll make other people that are there sick. And don't think that, oh, it might not happen to me, you know. I'm going to be all right because you never know. Corona could just sneak up on you and it's done. So that's just what I'm not understanding. Like people risking their lives for very, for things that don't really matter. Like, of course, I like traveling. I like going out on vacation. I like exploring places. And I know we all need that now, especially more than ever. I like going to concerts. I like going to parties sometimes but it's not worth getting a deadly virus for it's not and public health is a group effort so hello i think the young people some of these young people students out there please please it is not worth it to go to that party underground party that you're sneaking out to it is not worth it for you to go to Disney World, Universal Studios. It is not worth it for you to go to a private island. It is not. It is not. Please. Like I said, the government, people in power, they have they have a, a big part to play in this. But let's also take personal responsibility. Because there's many people out there that... It's difficult for them to social distance that do not have PPE out there that have that are working nine to five, 24 hours just so society can run. There's people that literally cannot like take the precautions like they just cannot. And you who is able to take the precautions and able to get the proper protective equipment. You decide not to do that. Just so you can vacation. No. Let's let's not do that. Let's do our part in this group project, please. I want this I like we all want this to go away. So let's all do our part, please. about i know that last summer even leading up to now has just been very difficult for people of color in general especially if you're black okay like like seeing black people die police brutality and just seeing so much trauma and injustice happen all over the place and all over the world even too i I don't think a lot of people realize how much like that actually affects like a a young 
black or brown person like they're just like don't you love this like people are in the streets fighting for you and like speaking out and okay that's nice that people are doing that but it's just like why like why does this have to keep happening why do we have to keep raising our voices why do i have to keep yelling for people to care like it's just gotten to a point where it's like we're really raising our voices so people could care that we're human beings and that's very exhausting like it might look empowering and like very inspiring but it's very exhausting actually like it's very draining for someone to keep doing that like yelling and shouting and recommending this and doing a lecture about this and talking to people about this just so you could make a point that my life is important that I deserve human decency that I deserve to walk around the street safely I deserve to get the resources I need to live a good life just as much as you do I like what why do we like why do we have to keep yelling and screaming for people to care about our existence and I know I know the answer to that but like it's still just very troubling and I know that I've seen I've done this in the summer and it was draining for me and I've seen many people similar to me young you know motivated um black they're brown and they're raising their voices and they're doing this but I know behind the scenes like it was very draining for me it was very sad sometimes a little traumatic that you just have to take a step back and really take care of yourself and work on your own passions and I really appreciate you know the amount of like attention there is to self-care and mental health because I know especially if you're black and you're brown like you really need that right now um and I'm happy that that like has been put into the spotlight I'm also happy that many black and brown people have taken this moment and created their own um businesses or their own like projects or platforms like it's just very beautiful to see young black and brown people just doing something that they love and sharing that with the world because that's not what white supremacy wants us to do that's not what racism wants us to do or patriarchy they don't like those structures don't want us to do those things. And in the midst of all this craziness, racial injustice stuff, like for all these black and brown businesses and platforms to be getting attention is very beautiful. So yeah, like it's just really beautiful to see. And I love that. I know that it, that doesn't solve racism and the fight isn't over, obviously, but it's just so nice like um it's just very beautiful to see i love that all right next topic i want to talk about is the election since that was a popular one um i will say from a young person's perspective it was nice to see young people 
you know, just raise their voices about this and are or active politically. And I hope that we as young people carry that on in every election. Because local elections matter so much. Like, your mayor is going to affect you more than the president. So, I just hope people keep that in mind. Uh, when a 2021 election comes around, 2022, 2023. That's all I'm saying. But I... I feel like this election, if anything, showed, at least me, that democracy does not exist in this country. I don't know why people were, people say that. Like, we live in a country that we could vote whoever we want and democracy reigns. No, we don't. We have an electoral college. Why is that even existing? Like, that shouldn't exist. And there's voter suppression. That affects black and brown people. It makes it harder for people to vote. Makes it hard for them to register. Makes it hard for them to get ballots. Like, that exists. Like, especially it showed in this election, like, how hard it was for so many people to vote. Even standing in line for eight hours. Who has time for that? That shouldn't even happen. And all because you only have one polling place in your county. I only have one polling place in mine. I was standing on that last line. And it's full of black and brown people in it. So, yeah, voter suppression and the electoral college, those two things alone should show that there is no democracy. Like, democracy does not exist. America doesn't know what democracy is. And it's really frustrating. But I know that, you know, it's nice that Biden won over Trump. I don't like either of them. But I would prefer Biden over Trump because Trump is just an orange devil. No. But I just don't really like how Biden and many people now are like, we're going to get we're going to get back to normal. We're going to get the soul of this country back. This country does not have no soul. There's no soul. This country is soulless. And what does it mean to get back to normal? Because even before Trump's time, racism was alive and well. Black and brown people were still dying in the streets. We're still having trouble giving birth. We're still living in unhealthy neighborhoods and environments. That was still happening before Trump came. If anything, Trump just exposed how much racism and injustice and misogyny was in this country to begin with. He showed the true colors of this country. I don't like that he did that, but that's what he did, if anything. So what is back to normal? Because the normal that they're talking about before trump's time that wasn't cute that wasn't fun racism was was still having a blast misogyny was still having a ball so is that's what people want to get back to that because i don't want to get back to that i want to get back to a better place where people could actually walk down the street and feel safe where people have the resources they need to go to school or to live a good life like not normal Not that shit. I don't want that shit. And 
he's even talking about I'm gonna get the soul of this country back. This country does not have no soul. From the moment Europeans came in here and stole native land, from the moment slavery just started happening, I think that alone shows that this country does not have a soul. And we're seeing that messed up foundation, we're seeing that affect black and brown and indigenous people now. So there's no soul to get back. Maybe for Biden, because he's a white cis man, but not for anyone else that's marginalized, okay? So, that's what I say about that. And also, I hope that, I hope he understands, Biden, that marginalized people, black, indigenous, um, LGBTQ+, and many other marginalized groups, especially black women, okay, carried this election. And I hope that we get more than just a thank you speech or a thank you shout out on Twitter. Like, this always happens. It's the oppressed people that do the work and then we don't get the benefits. And I just hope that we get some type of benefit voting for him in the future i hope he does just doesn't take our votes and our voices and our organizing for granted because it's not easy to organize it's not easy even to go out and vote it wasn't easy for a lot of people that look like us so like of course i applaud the the work that marginalized people black women indigenous people have done um for this election I just hope that we get the benefits we need from this. Like we get, we, we reap what we've sowed basically. So yeah, that's my little rant, my little spiel, all I had to say, all my thoughts. And now we're going to get into the culture shout out my favorite part so this episode's culture shout out goes to joe's yarn joint by the amazing and melanated joanna tomaka so joe's yarn joint is a crochet clothing business and y'all sis knows how to sew so y'all need to check her out This all started as a hobby for her and now has become an opportunity for her to create designs through the art of crochet. This brand is inclusive for everyone and everything is handmade by Joanna herself. And she makes so many different things like hats, sweaters, tops, badges, you name it, she'll make it. And in order for you to order a piece, just DM DM her a picture of what you would like and send specific measurements for your order. Then you send her a deposit through Venmo, PayPal, Zelle to make your purchase. So yeah, it's getting cold outside. The holidays are coming up. Get yourself a crochet sweater. Get your friend, your sister, your brother a crochet hat. You're going to look cute. They're going to look cute. Everyone's going to be happy. So if you need to update your closet with some nice cute crochet clothes, 
definitely check out Joe's Yarn Joint on Instagram at Joe's Yarn Joint, J-O-S-Y-A-R-N-J-O-I-N-T. And check out her work. Show her some love. And if you would like a culture shout out, just email me at culture for the, college for the culture at gmail.com with your business or your project and a little description and you could be featured next time. So if you have any thoughts on this episode or ideas on what I should talk about next, hit me up on IG at college for the culture. If you want to talk to me about your college situation specifically, you can email me once again at collegeforthaculture at gmail.com for a free consultation. Don't forget to share, rate, subscribe, follow, leave a review. Let me know what you think of the podcast so far. I would love to hear your thoughts. I will be back around late January, early February. So I'll see y'all in 2021. Um, This has been great. I love doing this podcast. I appreciate all the love that you all have shown me with this podcast so far. I love hearing you guys' feedback, hearing your, seeing your guys' comments, hearing what you guys have to say. Keep them coming. I love it. I'm very grateful to have you guys listening, um, and I really appreciate you guys so much. So yes, enjoy your holidays. Good luck on finals. Y'all got this. Stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless y'all. And I'll talk to y'all very soon. Bye.